Hey guys, Charlie here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode of Charlie's GeekCast features some adult language, so listener discretion is advised. Hold on tight. The most incredible rock and roll adventure ever is here. Feed him to the shark guns. Starring Judd Nelson as Hot Rod. Leonard Nimoy as... Galvatron! And Orson Welles. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. Transformers, the movie. to a theater near you this August. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of Charlie's GeekCast. My name is Charlie Niemeyer, and today we're going to take a look at Transformers the Movie, uh, the 1986 animated feature. And joining me today, because I don't, uh, I don't like commentaries when it's just me, especially since I've never done one before, uh, joining me today are two people that are also big Transformers fans. Not the same guys I was just talking to the last couple episodes. First up, we have a guy that um, started off as a Transformers fan. No, he didn't. Well, he probably did. Uh, but uh, did a bunch of podcasts with Spider-Man, and, and then he wised up, and now he does a bunch of podcasts for Superman. John M. Wilson. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. I am really looking forward to talking about like Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox tonight. Megan Fox is so yummy. Um, She's about as robotic as Shockwave. There you go. <laughs> and that lovely voice is uh, another pop, uh, another well-known Transformer fan, Fanboyamus Prime. Thank you. Be, thank you all. Yay! Love being here. <laughs> I'll have to add in some. Uh, applause with you guys. Let's um, start with John, since I introduced you first. How did you get into Transformers? Well, um, I'm assuming we're all of similar ages and grew up with this stuff. Uh, this was this was my candy. This was my cocaine when I was small boy. Um, I had several of the original line of G1 toys. <clears throat> I was collecting Transformers from the original Optimus Prime until the Power Masters and Six Shot. Uh, I, I I still had a lot of those up until relatively recently, and whenever this film came out, not the Shia LaBeouf on Megan Fox, that was a stupid joke, but whenever the actual 1986 Transformers movie came out, I saw it in the theaters, and I was absolutely gobsmacked that they would do such a thing. Um, but I thought it was a great film, great flick that led into some really cool new cartoons, and... Um, 
and yeah, I've been a Transformers fan ever since. It's kind of been dormant. I don't read a lot of the comics, but I've been doing some reading projects lately that I think I'm going to go back and give a lot of those Transformers comics, the Marvel ones, which I've read all of. I'm going to reread those and then maybe do some of the Dreamwave and IDW stuff too, because a lot of that stuff looks really good. I've just never read any of it. Does that include the Marvel UK stuff? I want to read the Marvel UK stuff. I haven't Dream read it yet. Re- I did read Dream all of the Marvel US it. one. Dreamware has printed a bunch of the comics. So is IDW. I mean, oops, I'm an IDW, sorry. Uh, you oh, know. okay. I kind of get... Uh, it gets, also, also, John, just to give you a... Um, <laughs> what you want to call it? A, uh, just a step into the comics. Uh, the What is it? IDW recently did a Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they kind of did it with all their licensed properties. There's like a Mars Attacks Popeye and a Mars Attacks Ghostbusters and a Mars Attacks Transformers, and they're all one-shots. And basically, if you've ever watched anything from the from season one of the G1 cartoon, uh-huh. uh, then you know all the Transformers that are in it. And if you ever saw the Mars Attacks movie, you know the Martians. Mm-hmm. So I should it, go read that is what you're saying. It'd be a good idea. I it's checked awesome. it out. It's pretty funny. Uh, mm-hmm. And it you don't need to know any other of the IDW or any other comic continuities it would work if you have if you had just seen maybe one even one episode of the cartoon except for the one we're going to watch tonight where they all die yeah there's that <laughs> um, and th- the this... first time Optimus Prime dies <laughs> this, of it... many dear god <laughs> there isn't it... a fanfic I'm not killing Optimus Prime because it's been done to the point where that horse isn't even glue anymore <laughs> it ain't exactly. even glue anymore um, but yeah, this this could actually take place like right before the movie, I guess. Sweet. So, um, and the and of course, Fanboyamus Prime. How did you get into Transformers? Well, many moons ago, my grandmother gave me a, the original Gem on Optimus Prime, and from there, I think it kind of has just become a complete under session. <laughs> uh, unlike the other unlike the other guys you're talking to last week, Starscream showed up in Beast Wars enough for me to go, yeah, that's. Connected to Gen 1, good enough for me. <laughs> the rest afterwards are just gravy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Starscream was another. Hey, Starscream's there. Yeah, no, he's been there. Okay. Yeah, there we're getting to the other guys. Alright, so did you watch Beast Wars all the way from the beginning? Well, from season one, I saw about half of the one episode where Optimus Primal went nuts, was made to go nuts by Tarantulas and Scorponok, Guerrilla Warfare. And from there, I watched the whole thing and, and I loved it. Oh, okay, cool. Beast, um, uh, Beast Machines was n- not so much. <laughs> it was not so much. And do you, have you been reading all the comics? Oh, God, yes. I love the... Well, except for the White Costa stuff, I got that kind of was... I definitely did not care about the, transfor- about the, uh, about the uh, human stuff. And actually, what pissed me off the most was... I don't like Optimus Prime saying... I think you humans are great. You should be like you. And be like, no, Optimus, I don't be like you. I don't want to be like everyone else. I want to be like you, a heroic guy that does what has to be done and not some shady. Ugh, yeah, it, yeah. Like I said, I kind of thinking human centrism and Transformers tends to annoy the crap out of me. <laughs> I'm not into that. I like. I look up to you guys. I want you. I want you guys looking at me. I'm just some weird guy. Ugh. You know, I should revise my story, though, because I do remember when the Dreamwave comics came out that I was pretty excited about those, and I did pick up those comics, I think up until the War Within story, 
I don't think I followed it much after that. I don't know why I stopped reading them, but I did read the first, you know, several months to a year of Dreamwaves Transformers books. Oh, okay. Ah, War Within was actually really good. Yeah, it was. I should go back and read it. I, like I said, it, it, I read them all when they were off the first off the shelves. Haven't read them since, and I don't remember them very well. Okay. But yeah, as a recommendation, War Within would be a mm-hmm. good idea. It's the uh, it kind of is some of the pre going to yeah pre going to Earth, how Optimus becomes Optimus Prime and all that stuff. Good times. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a huge um, influence <clears throat> on the on the on the uh, fall of Cybertron game. Huge yes. Influence on that. Yes. Pretty big influence on that. Yeah. And uh, pretty much uh, big influence on everything actually. <laughs> By the way, when, when I said that, I meant to so, spoiler alert. So my question, while we're talking about origin stories, is how are y'all in the three Japanese-only seasons? I've seen most of them. I have seen all of them, and. They're part of the batch of stuff that got stolen, so I have to rebuy them. And by gotcha. most, and by most, I mean most episodes of all of them. That's yes. my man's. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen most of Headmasters. Thought it was decent, but a little boring. I've seen all of Master Force and loved it. Mm-hmm. I saw the first episode of Victory and didn't want to watch anymore. It, it wasn't the trend. It wasn't the tra- the TF Cog fan dub, was it? Was this a sub or a dub? Dub. It was subbed. Yours was subbed. Okay. Yeah. The fan dub is really good. Really good. The voice has changed a couple of times, but, you know, fan production of about, what, 30-plus episodes of a show? It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I can I can see how that's a, that one's a little different. Mm-hmm. I probably should give it another chance. It just was not what I was wanting at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Let's see when when uh, Lyle Kaiser beats the living crap out of Star Saber. Yeah, it does get better later on. And uh, was it Jin Jinrai Jinrai? Depending on how Jin you want to say it, Jinrai. Okay, um, comes back. Well, he always comes back. And dies and gets turned into yeah. a into a into a feral Victory Leo. Spoiler warning. Now, <laughs> then there are the two Japanese that haven't actually ever gotten. The Beast Wars 2 and Beast Wars Neo. Right. And also the one um, OVA called uh, Zone. Right. Now, those have never had any English on them at all, right? Right. We'll okay. be on TF Cog's fan dubbing of them, too. Oh, did they dub yeah. those? Well, they've, been, they've dubbed Zone, the whole thing, and they've been dubbing the other two, uh, the Beast Wars stuff, uh, 10 episodes in, I think, on each. Oh. You know. I'll check that out, because last... Last time I looked those up, there was nothing English about them whatsoever. Well, they fanned up f- everything. Yeah, they're fan dubs. But yeah, it's, uh, was it tfcog.net? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. I don't know how exactly legal that is, so I'll probably cut that out. But they were, anyway. Um... Uh, uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, it's just... Oh, well, you know, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so there's those... I, I know Actually, at one point... Left, there is one thing I have to tell you about their fan dub of... Uh... Of uh, it's my thing. It's a they did a fan dub of the uh, Scramble City. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the guy who did Starscream in that, he did the voice of Starscream in the in the uh, in the uh, my, first Michael Bay video game for for Transformers. He did Starscream in that. Officially? Yes. Wow. Huh, 
it's just something I had to bring in because it's kind of an interesting little side story. <laughs> now that one I've seen. I don't know if it was the same people, but I have seen a fan dub of that one. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Anyway, okay. So what we're going to do today is we are going to do a commentary of the movie. So hopefully everyone's got their stuff all set up. What we're watching is the. 20th anniversary edition of Transformers the movie from 2006 which makes the movie seven years old I can't believe I just said that um, this was released by Sony because it was the 20th anniversary of when the movie came out in theaters which by the way it came out on Friday August 8th 1986 um, and basically I was seven I had just turned six no, 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 no. I was a couple weeks from turning six, so I was five. Okay, I was just about to turn six four days later after it came out. Aha. So I'm the old man in this room. You're the old man. Ha-ha. I can do that. Yeah, that's all right. This was actually going to be the first release that Sony had put out. They were going to actually work on releasing or re-releasing the entire series, and then uh, Sony had to uh, cut some areas on their in their divisions, and they ended up cutting out the whole um, division that involved actually putting out those seasons, the their animation department. So they didn't get to do that. And fortunately, uh, the was it Shout Factory. Yeah, I got the first season up, of that. Yeah, Shout Factory got the license a couple years later, and they were able to put out all. Well, uh, three. Well, technically four, if you want to count the last three episodes as a fourth season of the American series, plus all three of the, the those three main Japanese series that John was just mentioning. So it all worked out. But I remember when that happened, and people were very upset. <laughs> so since the last dub slash TV set before that kind of sucked. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't great. Other than the added sound effects and things. All right, so is everyone set? We should all be at the zero 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 zero, looking mm-hmm. at a blank black screen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll pretend that that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> okay. Yes. So I will do a countdown, and when I say go, I guess we'll all hit the whatever button mm-hmm. plays it for you. Are you ready? All right, three, two, one, go. Alright, Lion is coming up on the screen. D E G is rotating. It's the De Laurentis Entertainment Group. Now this was actually kind of cool because um I know that this was the first widescreen release of the film. The previous masters had all been in full screen. They didn't even think a a widescreen version existed until they found this one. And here's Unicron. This is Unicron and I'm watching it, um, watching the little uh, trivia notes coming up mm-hmm. on the screen, and according to this, Unicron, this is obviously Unicron's first introduction. Mm-hmm. A prototype toy was created in 1984. I just love the coloring here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't it cool? Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah. movie's really good. They've got really bright, mm-hmm. intense colors, mm-hmm. better than the, uh, cur- the actual show ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, so... Anyway, the toy was there was a toy, a prototype was created in 84. 
but they never made it. <laughs> a prototype was created in 1998 with Beast Wars Neo, and they never made it. <laughs> and it didn't get made until 2002, I believe, for, with Armada, <laughs> Transformers Armada. And Orson and... Welles thought that uh, when he did the voice, there was a toy smashing other toys, ironically enough. <laughs> well, basically. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to get a, you're gonna get a toy until, like I said, 2002. Oh, well, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Now this is the highest quality animation you'll ever see on a transform on a G1 Transformers cartoon at all, obviously because it's a movie. Even Call of the Primitives? Well, that's probably second. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was still a TV show budget. Mm-hmm. This one they had the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I'm also seeing notes that Unicron after that after this series that after this movie Unicron does come back in Beast Wars Neo. In Transformers Armada, mm-hmm. Energon, Cybertron, and then more recently in Prime. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing the coloring on all this. And I mean, whenever Unicorn was flying through space, mm-hmm. it's all dark and everything. And the the visuals we're getting here are so amazing. The, the, oh, there's the, one the, thing the about this, of this planet. There's mm-hmm. one thing about this song. If you wonder why this sounds like Ivan Drago's theme, the same guy, the same composer did it, but a month, about a month apart between them. So that would explain why. <laughs> well, that will do it. Yeah. The digestive tract of Unicron we just went through. Yeah, that was lovely. Mm-hmm. So basically, Unicron is the Transformer version of Galactus. Mm-hmm. And now we get to hear why they call this the rock and roll adventure of the century. Yes. <laughs> yes. God, I uh, love the fact that the thing. When I finally saw that tag, I was amazed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have to admit, they, uh, this song's been stuck in my head the last few days getting ready for this. Here we have the 80s psychedelia. Psychedelia? Psychedelia? psychedelia Reminds me of the, uh, the Doctor Who opening credits. Mm-hmm. Yep, and this part reminds me of Superman, um, one yep. of the Superman movie credits. Yeah. Eric Idle! <laughs> yes, from Monty Python. Yeah, the Python boys. How logical to see Galvatron be voiced by uh, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> yes. Judd and Nelson Judd should Nelson. not be confused with Ashley Judd. No, no, no. Leonard Nimoy, who did Spock. not continue the role in the TV series. No, they couldn't Frank afford Walker him. Frank Walker do that, believe it or not. The guy who voiced Megatron anyway. And Robert Stack from The Untouchables and also uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. And apparently Lionel Stanler played a character named Max on Heart to Heart, whatever that is. I'm just watching the... Pre- the uh, <laughs> I guess still I'm watching the trivia stuff. John Mashita is has the world's record for the world's fastest talker. Mm-hmm. Is he the and one who did the uh, Micro Machines Mi- commercials? Yes, yeah, same guy. Him. Same guy. Same and guy. Hidden planet, and hidden, moon, hidden base my ass if, 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 if Laser Big knows to go right to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude, uh, I know exactly where you are. <laughs> there. Yeah. Now, it is the Laser year 2005, Beak. and we've got Laser Beak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Moon there's Moonbase 1. Yeah. And like I said, hitting my ass. <laughs> yeah. Mm, hitting my ass. Now, apparently the toy file for Laserbeak had him as an interrogator, but on the show they always used him as a spy, mm-hmm. which makes sense cuz no one ever seems to notice the mechanical flying thing. I like this part. Yes. Because you de- technically have pe- uh Peter Cullen talking to himself. Yeah, Peter Cullen talking to himself. Yeah. And arguing with himself. Yeah. 
I also like watching this because of the way they have to move their arms around. Yeah. Uh, it's an 80s cartoon thing. They they don't do it quite so much anymore, but back then, they always yeah. had to have some motion whenever they were talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Up, Scatman Crothers mm-hmm. as Jazz. Mm-hmm. He was also Hong Kong Fooey. Jazz, Moon Base 2. <laughs> First new character. And no, nope, no. Nope. Spike, he's just older. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Older Spike and Dan Gilvesnin, Gilvesnin, who also was Spider Man on Spider Man and His Amazing Friends yeah. back in the early 80s. Yeah. Spike's all grown up, mm-hmm. and he has to mention that he has a son, Daniel. So we have continuity into the next series. Yep. Mm-hmm. And DG Casey uh, Casey Kasem is Cliff Jumper, and he gets to do the countdown. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, doesn't <laughs> it? Yes. <laughs> hey, cool. I hadn't noticed that before until they pointed it on the screen here. Yes. Now all of a sudden, Cliff Jumper and uh, Jazz have shown up next to Optimus. Mm-hmm. Even though they were in a completely yes. different place earlier. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, there are so many weird animation gaffes. Mm-hmm. We'll have to point those out in plot holes. Oh, and by the way, Shockwave is voiced by Coy Burton, who did Brainiac. Yes, on the Superman animated series. So doing creepy-ass aliens is something he's done a lot. He also voiced Shockwave on um, Transformers Animated. Now, watching the the original series, the first two seasons, Shockwave was always really cool because he was back there on Cybertron. Mm -hmm. So, like, Mm -hmm. when you got to see Shockwave back on Cybertron, that was, like, a really, really cool aspect of the show to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, they're trying to be funny in the little notes. It says that playback for that video was edited for time and content. Yes. (laughs) Since they didn't show the whole opening scene. Now, here's a plot hole. They're flying in a rocket ship. There's another plot hole that Megatron killed Spawn with one shot when in the show he got shot five times and fired in the sky. Yeah, well, yeah. But somehow the Decepticons were able to catch up to the rocket ship. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Here we go. This is it. Oh, and the, the murder of all your childhood dreams. Oh, eh. Poor Braun. A lot of people think that Braun's actually survived it, but then, of course, probably died when the ship crashes on Earth later. Yes. Uh, but, of course, Prowl dies real quick. And he oh, kind of got a scarily, with... too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh. That was awesome. Well, they were going for a higher rating because they wanted uh, college people, college kids to see it for some reason. Because, you know... When your fan base is eight-year-olds, why not have college kids see it? So, um... They, and here's about to, make, we... about to make Ironhide toy, toy, uh, like the toy without a head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of the okay. few times that Megatron actually got used in his alt mode. Oh, yeah. It yeah. really happen very often. Because yeah, he has a big-ass he... gun on his arm, though, I mean... <laughs> Why turn into a little pistol? Even even with you know all the add-ons that has the black add-ons, it's still just a Mm -hmm. pistol. Mm -hmm. There you go. Bye, Ironhide. Yeah, I loved Ironhide. But here's peaceful Earth. That's actually pretty beautiful. Of course, Ironhide and Ratchet had the really freaky toys. Yeah, yeah, they had no heads. Then they came up with stickers to put for their heads that didn't work. Hey, he's got GPS. He's got GPS or something like that. All right, now here's Judd Nelson as mm-hmm. I, as uh, Ironhide. Well, as uh, Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Yes. And sometimes he sounds like he's 
it sounds pretty good and sometimes it sounds like he's just like I'm in a kids movie you'll notice Daniel has a D on his shirt that means yes. he's D for Daniel mm-hmm. in case he forgets how to spell or something Yeah. see at least they don't eat the fish they just throw it back that's nice yes. and then a hoverboard that uh, that's supposed to be about 10 years before it shows up in uh, back, back to the future, future. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, dare! I like this song too. Yes, and here we, and here for a split second, we see one of the Autobots that comes out of the shuttle with Optimus later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you believe that they're fanboys that try to explain that? How that happened? I love the shot of him putting him inside it's as he drives away. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Hot Rod Hartley uses the same transformation twice in this movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Every time he trans, just about every time he transforms, he's got a different transformation. That's Cup. He's supposed to be old. He's even got bags under his eyes. But technically, as a robot, you wouldn't age, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Alpha Trine has that huge white beard that goes over time. Well, also, yeah. you, don't need, you don't need multiple genders if you're just robots, right? Exactly. Put more on that later. Yes. Yes. But, you know, we all, we all wanted to get it on with, uh, with RC, didn't we? Oh, hell yeah. She had, bun- like, almost had the uh, Princess Leia buns on the side of her head. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> and here Cup shows There's, okay. We just saw Sunstreaker hanging out down there with with Cup. Yeah. Keep that in mind for a min- in a minute. Amazing how one blast from Megatron can cause that whole thing to cra- destroy. No wonder Braun died. <laughs> we just fire those shots and, and fire, in the, fire in the mountain. Well, apparently for the movie, Megatron decided, all right, none of this crap. Let's uh, kick it up a notch. Well, powered by primary weapon, like Me- like like Megatron from the from Beast Wars did to Optimus Prime's head. <laughs> yeah, the window though, if they really can be this effective, like they are in this film, then why did we have so many so many fruitless missions in the in the TV series? Well, yeah, friendly oh, fire on the, the Insecticon. There's the obvious, there's the obvious reasons, and then there's the. I don't right, know why. I'm thinking in the box reasons, not the fact that <laughs> yeah. they have fifty, they didn't 50 have odd power. episodes. They didn't well, have that... all the power they needed. They got, they got power yeah. out, the, out the wazoo. Well, that you know, because uh, mm-hmm. uh, the standards and practices of the time. Mm-hmm. But that's you don't really not the fun see Cap's very much. He hardly ever transforms in the cartoon. Yeah, once you get past the movie, he doesn't do much transforming. He just kind of runs around a lot. There's Perceptor. He was a real working microscope. I have him. He bought the toy. Still? Yes. Well, cool. trash, but he's still there. <laughs> I got I actually got all the ones here except for Cup and uh, RC. Because RC didn't have a toy for years later. Yes. Ultra Magnus. Oh, yeah. Who is technically a... <laughs> looks like Optimus Prime, but with some kind of armor on, but they never show that on the cartoon. Yeah. And that's why years later... He's whenever they, white and looks yeah, like Optimus. W- whenever they do an Optimus Prime toy, they do a white repaint and call that Ultra Magnus. Blur is so annoying, though. Yeah, but he talks fast. Mm-hmm. I like the special effect they use. Yeah, That's yeah. cool. Actually, the talking fast was kind of cool. It, it made it less annoying, whereas Wheelie was just obnoxious. Wheelie <laughs> was the Jar Jar Binks of our generation. And mm-hmm. ironically enough, still voiced by the same guy who did Megatron, ironically enough, when you think yep. about it. That's an <laughs> cool. irony. Also, um, the girl that does the voice for RC, 
uh, not only is, was a voice actor, but she's also a voice director mm-hmm. for on animation. She anima- She was the director for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, as well as the more recent Transformers animated, and I think... Beast Wars, too! Oh, and the Beast, Beast Wars, Wars cartoons. Which is why they and mentioned... I, that, which I mentioned my great-aunt R.C. Oh, uh, okay. And I want to... The transmute character, so, you know... She too. also is... She's also doing Prime, isn't she? Well, she was, but uh, apparently the death in the family, she didn't do oh, it. Oh, okay. You know... <laughs> Now some now, of this I don't know is... about y'all, but my Metroplex toy was never this cool. No. Mine uh, was bought secondhand. <laughs> this one, I think, I believe that this was done before they decided that it was going to be Metroplex. Yeah. But they were calling back to him Fortress Maximus, too. Yeah, they almost called him Fortress Maximus, and then decided, uh, no, we'll use Metroplex. And then they made a Fortress Maximus later that was, like, twice as big. Yeah. It can actually wear a, a, a baby's diaper, believe it or not. Did y'all ever own Fortress Maximus? Oh, no. hell no. That thing was expensive even back then. Yeah. It was like probably 60-70-something back then, and now it's over well over 100. And that's that's if you c- could get one new. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think they're re-releasing it in Japan. Yeah. They can't, they can't in America because it doesn't pass safety standards. Yeah. Now, apparently somewhere in here, Ironhide flies around, but I don't know where. And here's the first appearance of Ratbat. Yep, that's Bla- uh, El Blaster is the Autobot version of Soundwave, mm-hmm. and his cassette bots are about to be introduced for the first time in a minute. Mm-hmm. I have I have Ramhorn and uh, I think Rewind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I kind of came over between Eject and Rewind sometimes because they're the same guy to be colored. The midget's he attacking also, me! <laughs> he also sometimes <laughs> rhymes when he talks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Soundwave. You know, I always wondered how they did his voice. If you ever... On the one or two occasions where they actually forget to do the vocoder like thing... Yeah, he just does the Dr. Claw voice, then they mess with it with the vocoder to mm-hmm. make it sound all funny. And awesome. Which is why when he does... When they have Soundwave in the... Uh, Michael Bay movies that John loves so much and so does Fanboy. Um, <laughs> love to destroy. Yeah. Uh, that's why he just talks like Dr. Claw on those and then they don't actually mess with them, mess with the voice on those. And which here, is a shame because that would have been here cool. Comes, and here we see Wheeljack and Windcharger. I even sure what killed them. Mm-hmm. Are you a little, I think you're a little bit ahead of me. But cassettes are still fighting right now. Yeah, my cassettes are fighting. And they're hoping they got through to Prime. Yeah. Now we have unnamed... Oh, those aren't unnamed. Never mind. Those are because the set bots fight. Mm-hmm. Then we have Constructicons flying around. Blur. Yeah, because they can do that. Blur's yeah. talking really fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, here we go. Now we're about to have Devastator show up. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny thing is that by this point... Oh, wait. We have the two dead Transformers again. There's Wind Charger. Aw. Wheeljack. And then Wheeljack's next to him. Mm-hmm. I love Unfor- Wheeljack. Mm-hmm. I did too. Unfortunately, they're not gray yet, so that's weird. Hey, it must be in stasis lock. There you go. <laughs> you know, no, if you're not a medic, you can't tell if they're dead or not. Despite the turning gray thing. Yeah, that means they're dead. But, um, yeah, 
even though by this by the time the movie came out season two had already gone through mm-hmm. so they had like Superion and Defensor uh, Defensor and a, and a couple of one or two others Bruticus and uh, Metasaur there you go yeah. Uh, but by the time when they were doing the movie, they were doing this movie right about the time they were doing season one of the show. Mm-hmm. So Devastator was the only combiner at that point, which is why he's the only one that shows up in this movie. I you never really be... thought about that because it aired. Af- I mean, it premiered after the second season aired. But the fact and that they would have had to make it the, so far. There's still Ramjet, mm-hmm. uh, Thrust, and Dringe in this. Yeah. Yeah, as in we see one of them get hit. One, we see one of them later in a cool scene. Well, well, if you look, if you think about it, actually, most of the all the characters that are actually in this movie, if they're either new or they were in like maybe the first half of season two before they actually started introducing a bunch of the new characters. Except for Snarl, he doesn't get he only gets a cameo in this one. Yeah, Snarl's only got a cameo, and uh, mm-hmm. I think Grapple's in here somewhere. We may have already seen him though, and I missed it. Nope, there he is, under that pipe thing. Mm-hmm. God, I love this movie. I can only wonder why, like, no government people flew in to find out what the hell was going on here. <laughs> Do you really want to fly into a Transformers Fallout brawl? No, but I would think that they would have come to help anyway. <laughs> and do what exactly? This is before they well, had the Earth Defense yeah. Force. And there's Sunstreaker flying the ship with mm-hmm. Optimus again, so he's shown mm-hmm. up in two places at once. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this and this is how you know that this movie... That, um, the stakes have been raised is because Optimus says Dinobots destroy Devastator instead of stop him. Right. Well, at this point, we've just tired of this shit. Like, okay, yeah. we got to get rid of these guys somehow. It's like the dinosaurs on them. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. I wish the Dinobots could, like, combine into some, like, major Mega Godzilla something or other. There's some toys where they can, but they never have in the show. Yeah, I wish they, they should. Well, Swoop and, Di- and, and Grimlock have been able to combine an Energon. Yeah, but the course, Dinobot toys were amazing. They were so yeah, cool. I got a bunch of them. It would have made them a, a, a Megazord before Power Rangers. Yes. <laughs> uh, now this song, this song is actually one of the big selling points to get people to come see the movie. Uh, the DVDs have the trailer, and the, they said that this song includes uh, the Touch by Stan Bush and a Weird Al song. It's it very rare one, that an 18-wheeler but... rolling into action can be like, you know, a dramatic state of the day kind of moment. But here <laughs> well, it really is. is. Oh, yes. badass. It really, really is badass. Yes. Especially since he takes care of most and of these guys shot. before he even hits the ground. I know. He transforms flying into the air and pulls out his rifle and does a flip through the air. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. There's a reason you don't mess with the big bot. Mm. One of, this is one of the best sequences in all of children's programming. Yes, oh, yeah. it is. Now, see, originally, apparently, he was supposed to look at something behind him, and I don't remember what it was, which is why he does that weird look and then stand up again to say that's a question you should ask yourself, Megatron. Mm-hmm. Here's a weird attempt at ca- camera drama. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, then he gets stabbed in the gut. Yes. But it doesn't slow him down. Nope. Heck no. And then the lightsaber. <laughs> yep. 
I found I, I reading these things. Apparently, the guy that did some of the sound designing for this is also the same guy that came up with the sound effect for the lightsabers. Cool. So they got at least one Star Wars guy. Mm-hmm. And like uh, fanboy said, the guy, the director of the music, also directed Rocky, or did the music for Rocky. Mm-hmm. One of them. Four. I don't remember. Four. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Although Cuts with... sure is demanding. I'm tired. I'm an old man. I'm tired of the shit. Just get rid of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see Cup, I want to call him shit piece because of that video. I know. <laughs> yes. Okay, now they're pointing out here that if you look at him, the damage to both Optimus and Megatron fluctuates a lot here. Mm-hmm. More than Megatron... the blood spot on Admiral Kirk in Star Trek Two. Exactly. If you look, they, neither one of them even looks damaged. Oh, until Optimus is getting shot in the tummy. Yes. <laughs> and though it is kind of odd that Hot Rod didn't use his, his uh, hand buzzsaw or his arm blasters to do it when he was there. Well, that's because they haven't been introduced yet, dude. Sorry. Or he didn't transform and drive off like it did in Autocratacy. Shh. See? And then all of a sudden Megatron looks like he's been he's almost dead. <laughs> now here's an Optimus awesome shot. Fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. He hit Megatron so hard, he knocked the Decepticon symbol right off of him. <laughs> Maybe he has the same problems with his symbol that Hell has. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> or maybe he just, maybe just trashed the paint with his fist. <laughs> so Hot Rod basically caused all the problems by getting in the freaking way. Yeah, he's the whole reason for the movie. Starscream's a dick. Yeah, it's part get... of the reason why people like him. <laughs> well, no, he's he's you know the guy you'd love to hate. Mm-hmm. But see now, Megatron looks like trash again. Okay, now here, it, just in this next couple seconds, you're going to see Astro Train's. Apparently, Astro Train's a TARDIS. Mm-hmm. He's the size of all the other Transformers, except for the cassette bots, and they're all going to pile inside of him. So that's interesting. It takes a lot of gas, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, he's a clown car. Coming. Yes, <laughs> and or look a porn at the room. star, one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have that on Cybertron, thank God. <laughs> a life without porn—that's terrible. Well, they're robots; they don't have anything to anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they can just go buy another copy of RC, right? <laughs> exactly. So they do say they have no mates when there's giant space Amazons that want to get on with them. Like, oh, no, 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 please. Just leave me alone, please. So In the TV the, show Beast what... Wars, one of my favorite lines is when uh, Rat Trap tells him, uh, talks about a, a kind of a club place that they go to where the Fembot's chest plates are optional. Mm-hmm. So he also talked That's earlier when he was a trans, we him a trans of his gearbox was hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very cool okay, now, bot rat trap, I take it. Very we have a bot. we have a robot squinting. Crazy long antenna on his head too. Mm-hmm. All bent out of shape. Oh yes. Like Batman's uh, ears on oh, the yeah. Nightfall covers. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. They're they were always in fact they they still always change. Just depends on who's drawing. Right. Look at Ethan Van Skyver's art versus Jim Aparo. Uh, Tony Daniel. Well, yeah, Jim Aparo. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is cool because 
while all of this was still regular going off models that they had already for the shows the inside the chest area for Optimus was completely designed just for the movie because they never showed which is why it's like three times as detailed <laughs> and yet they never mentioned the fact you had that Matrix when he had that Optimus Prime clone in season two I said hey open your he... chest up and let's show and see how it's the Matrix Prime yeah this is its first introduction mm-hmm what were you saying, John? It wouldn't be until like 20 years later that you could get an Optimus Prime of the Matrix in it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, and that's aw- it's an awesome toy. This is this is supposed to be a visual clue that maybe there's more to Hot Rod than meets the eye. Yeah, it's foreshadowing. It's definitely foreshadowing. Yeah. And I never. It doesn't foreshadow that Optimus Prime could punch him out in one one good punch him out with one good hit. Now, what was the point of that? Ultramagnus puts it in there perfect. Reshuffles and it falls it, out again, and then it's back in there, perfect again. I don't understand what that was, but whatever. We're Japanese animation from the '80s. Yeah. And here we go, and his eyes fade, mm-hmm. and right here, kids across America start crying. I know. I can't cry about it anymore because they've only done it about ten billion times. Yeah. I was astonished. Absolutely I know. amazed. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see the movie in the theaters, but I know when I saw the cartoon, I cried at that. I was six, but I cried. I, I'm I'm man enough now to admit it. And here we have. Man, uh, I've got to admit it. You're full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have um, how Unicron watches TV. He projects it on himself. On several different screens, because it's the '80s and that's cool. Okay, Astrotrain's fly- Tardis Astrotrain is still flying around, and there's tons of room inside. And we're gonna guess. Just had to point out one thing about Astro Train. If you're actually turning on your travel through space, you're using more fuel than you need to. You know, if you just, uh-huh. like, you know, did a little burst, you just fly straight, it'd be okay. <laughs> now, what does Unicorn care about this matrix of leadership? He sees it on his screen and then goes, Rawr! Well, it is Why Primus- does he give a fuck? Well, it is well, Primus's life force, which can blow his ass up. Yes, well, Primus wasn't around at this point. The The point was that... It was the only thing that could stand in his way. So I'm sure an army what of he says. of Dinobots might do that too, but that's not going to happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he says it's the only thing that can stand in his way, yeah. so that's all I know. Mm-hmm. The Matrix yeah. becomes the central focus of things once this movie starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just he's, he's going through the universe, through all the various galaxies, eating planets, you know, what does he care? But on a backwater berg and a little blue dot in space, there's this shiny ball that scares him. Yeah, exactly. Now, here here's another example of just how big it is inside... Uh, Astro Train? Astro Train. Oh, because Devastator can fit in in a minute. Yeah. Uncrasomatic! <laughs> No one calls Soundwave uncrasomatic. And the funny thing is that um, Soundwave and all of his robots are also voiced by Frank Welker. They're beating up the insides of Astro Train with their pounders. I know. This place just didn't dump them and said, hey, I'll just take leadership if I dump all of you in the trash can. Yeah, he's he a should... space shuttle at this point. He should be able to just kind of open the cargo hold and let everyone float out. He well, should dump them all out and them back into robot and say, listen, guys. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, here we go. Yes. Nice ass shot from Megatron. I love about ass shots from male robots. <laughs> I love the Unicron music. Mm-hmm. 
And they had to do so much to Orson Welles' audio because by this point he was like He died old. three days later. Yeah, he was Close. really old and he was uh, like 800 pounds. So he was doing a lot of wheezing. So there's a lot of digital work done to his voice for this. More than just because of the fact that he's a robot, so they add stuff to his voice anyway. I have summoned you here for a purpose. The purpose is Rosebud. <laughs> Rose crud. You must destroy the Matrix. And I shall make you into the repaint that you shall always be known as forevermore. Well, not this case, but you know. If it's a purple repaint, it's Galvatron. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Unicorn is basically Galactus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what he does, he's just about... Now see, some of this stuff inside, it looks like it's stuff that's supposed to do something, they just didn't complete the animation on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's just kind of show that he's a complex organic thing. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically, and then he turn, he turns all these, trans, these Decepticons into his... Um, Heralds. Heralds, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And gives them a new ship, too. Mm. Well, heck yeah. Well, yeah, surfboard. And that thing actually ship. shows up all the time in the third season, and even the fourth season. So the guy who wrote this was definitely a Fantastic Four nut. Mm-hmm. Apparently. There's nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> and yeah. you, you also have the Star Wars vibe because of the Chosen One with Hot Rod. Exactly. Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of influences here. Mm-hmm. But but, like, now, Megatron's all... No, Megatron's get reformatted. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just think, it, I mean, mm-hmm. it makes sense in a way. It's kind of smart mm-hmm. storytelling because they're trying to appeal to a certain audience mm-hmm. that knows a certain mythology and a certain language mm-hmm. so they can use those archetypes that they would already know until it is story with Transformers. I think it works great. It's oh, awesome. Yes. This I also... love Galvatron's design. Mm-hmm. He looks cool. This this awesome. movie is also what starts the uh, Transformers starting to spend more time in space. Mm-hmm. They're they did, no longer really focused did, on Earth well, after this. They did this. spend a bunch of time in space in Season 2. Yeah, but they were still mostly based on Earth. But after this, they do more based on Cybertron, so they do more space mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And here's Megatron's, or Galvatron's new ship. Mm-hmm. You'll notice everything's purple here because Unicron's favorite color yes. is purple. And it's called the Revenge. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Spock, whatever got into you? Well, better this than, than Sentinel Prime. Maybe, maybe after he sang that Bilbo Baggins song, he just went crazy. Oh my god, Bilbo Baggins. Well, Bilbo, Bilbo well, Baggins. Sorry. Well, at, least, at least it didn't blow up Tokyo this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we've got probably the most anime-looking version of Starscream ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, because he has like an emotive face. Mm-hmm. He's got an emotive face, but he's just the proportions are different. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they would use these kind of proportions a lot in the comics, too, wouldn't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially once Dreamwave came up. Yeah. 
Oh, by the way, Starscream, <laughs> the coordination's fucked up now. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad comedy. No, the ironic thing is that Galvatron didn't exactly get rid of him. No. As much as he'd hoped. But what happens with make with Starscream is he turns to dust. A lot of people confuse get that confused with when Optimus died. A lot of people keep thinking that when Optimus died, that after he turned his his head fell over to the side or whatever, that he turns to dust. Which would have been a cool visual. He doesn't. It would have been, but mm -hmm. it, this is cooler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like how they're like, um, what's his name? Yeah, Galvatron. All right. Galvatron, yay! Okay, well, okay, we'll listen to the guy that just blew up the last yeah. leader, okay? Yeah. How Klingon, in pol how Klingon politics, isn't it? <laughs> well, another influence of mm -hmm. for the movie. I don't think we really had that Klingon politics thing going on at this point, though. Not really. Well, except for the this is 1986. We hadn't gotten past Star Trek before yet. There was no such thing as I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Except for the final reflection, um, final reflection novel, but which was influence on the on the on TNG. So, but that's just splitting hairs. Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did he say Roger Wilco me anything? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Roger me Wilco me anything. Ultra Magnus is awesome because as soon as he hears something's going on, he says their name and then stands there. Mm hmm. Just Moon Base 2. Get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> and unfortunately, this is the last. Oh, is yeah, this the, the end of Jazz and Cliff Jumper? Well, not really, but it's the last time you'll ever hear them speak. Though for though for for jazz it's because the it's because the actor died and for Cliff Jumper it's because they uh, did something offensive to the to the uh, sensibilities of Casey Kasem. Yes. What do you mean? Uh, Casey Kasem has uh, I believe an Arab an Arab heritage somewhere in there, and a lot of especially season two and three were a lot of. Anti oh yeah, there were a lot Middle of East stuff. bad Arabic stereotypes going on. Yes, and yeah. he was offended by it, so he quit after season two. So the movie came out, and Cliff he he had already recorded that, mm -hmm. but uh, you won't if you see Cliff Jumper in season three because I don't remember you he doesn't talk, and Jazz is no longer seen after this. Well, actually, he's not in the American show. Yeah, because some of the robots yeah. who die in this do show up in Headmasters. Like I know Will Jack does. Yes, and that's because those were done. The movie was not released there until. And apparently, they didn't see Dark Wind. Much, Dark much Awakening. more recently. Yeah. So, in yeah. since they never had the movie over in Japan, they never had the scenes where the characters died. So, therefore, they were still alive. We just got the shit from um, Bumblebee. Mm -hmm. Spike, but yeah. Oh, Spike, yeah. Yeah. Transformers don't cuss, except for Ultra Magnus. Well, they do cuss, but it's always made of profanity. Like, well, actually, slag is actually real profanity, but they didn't know that. They have no problem swearing oh, yeah. in Japanese. Onore! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. They swear a lot in that. Which is really weird, because, you know, you're watching it, and you're like, wait, did Galvatron just call someone a bastard? Holy crap. <laughs> I had like, the feeling <laughs> that profanity just has a totally different flavor in Japan than it does here, because it's all over children's programming. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> Can you imagine if a Transformers or a, I don't know, SpongeBob or something cartoon came on and they said shit or damn it in it? Oh my god, it'd be... Other than South Park, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the kind of well, thing. Well, think about all the stink that South Park had when they, when they started with all the cuss words and stuff. Yeah, but South Park has a lot more than just profanity. I mean, they're... <laughs> the top well, yeah, of their gender is going way beyond. <laughs> well, yeah, good point. Shut oh, up, there is, uh, there's the extra Dinobot. Mm -hmm. He was there for just a second. Snarl. The Stegosaurus one. I like him. I should also point out that, again, with the size thing, is is Galvatron is flying... That's probably Scourge. Cyclonus. That's what I meant? Yeah. Uh, he's flying Cyclonus, mm -hmm. and they're also the same size when mm -hmm. in robot mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have no problem increasing their mass when it suits them. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and then they also point out here that for the movie, uh, they tried to insinuate that maybe RC and Hot Rod had some romantic stuff going on. And so it's but that was Springer. A, yeah, but her and Springer started being more romantic once the show starts. But my guess is not just that they abandoned it, but, you know, it's one thing to be romantic with Hot Rod, but once he turns into Rodimus Prime, it's a little different. It's Luke Skywalker, Leia, and Han Solo. Not yeah. the brother-sister thing, but you know, whenever Luke's a kid bumming around, he and Leia can have some flirty stuff going on. But whenever he's Master Jedi, mm -hmm. that's a whole different right. scenario. And exactly. Then, and then, head ma then Headmasters had Brainstorm take RC and whatever. Oh, well. Well, and Headmasters, RC became a secretary, so... <laughs> yeah. You know, there's something, you know, on a tangent, I wish, I want a fan art of, of the JSA telling Wonder Woman to be their secretary, and she just beats the shit out of them. Basically <laughs> <laughs> saying, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that ain't happening. Uh, I love me Grimlock stuff. Yes. Me, Grimlock, love cup war stories. <laughs> Me, Grimlock, love to whip heads off. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Grimlock, king. Me, Grimlock, actually blew up a sweep. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and he did. He blew on him up. <laughs> right then and there. Boom. I like the color-coordinated ships. There's a blue one, and then these guys are getting on the red one. Now, RC apparently decided not to ride with uh, Hot Rod and company. She wants to ride with these guys. Mm -hmm. So they decide to take off without her. Mm -hmm. Women. I can't edit that out. Damn. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you can mute it in the playback. I mean, you can mute yeah. it in Audacity. Oh, okay. There we go. Mm. Just generate silence. Well, yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm still new with this commentary. I keep just kind of sitting here and watching it. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of about a second to two, about a minute, to, about 30 seconds ahead of you guys, so it's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's how been... that happened, either. I don't I think know we have either. different cuts of the film. Uh, yeah. 
Because there is a there's a there's an hour twenty four minute version and there's an hour twenty one minute version, and they're the probably almost minute. identical. Yeah. Okay, that's why you've got the twenty one. We're on the twenty four one. Uh, oh well. You might just have to pause your film every now and then and let it, and like for thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would. Did Cup just like wave the aroma off of his crotch? It sure looked like it, didn't it? Highly possible. And now... Even more Star Wars! Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lightsaber. Yeah. And the robot is about to attack him back and then say, Time out! Time out! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shows the one, yeah. Oh, boy. Boom! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, I'm going to kick your ass. Time out, time out, time out. <laughs> God. <laughs> now I think at some point here the ships get the ship colors get switched out around. Uh, interesting special effects they have for the back mm-hmm. in the backgrounds there. I see the same thing with the lights. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Inverse polarities, but then they, they they come back at them. That's fun. Yes. Guess the burning neutron flow didn't work for them that time. <laughs> Well, they didn't have John Purge to help him out. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, good point. I like the sound effects on some of the buttons. Sound like uh, Mario smushing a, <laughs> <laughs> actually firing a fire when uh, shooting a fireball. Yeah, shooting a fireball is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so far so good. You know, for all the trouble they have with the characters mm-hmm. sometimes, they're doing a pretty good job of keeping track of which which ship they're attacking. Mm-hmm. Keeping the colors right. There's the Quintesson planet, and they crash. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I do think is cool about this film and the way it fits into the rest of the show mm-hmm. is that the Quintessons get so much development later in third season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see them here. You have mm-hmm. no clue what they are. And maybe they had no clue what they were. It was just a cool-looking alien, mm-hmm. and the ideas came later. But I kind of like to think that they had some ideas that just didn't make it into this story that we weren't able to use until later. Yeah, like five exactly. faces of... Was it Doom or Darkness? Darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess it was, like, immediately in that first five-part mm-hmm. series, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, they had to have had the ideas when they were making this. Mm-hmm. Well, again, too... Um... Like we said earlier, it's also possible that they didn't when they made the movie and when they were coming up with ideas for season three, they decided that they could do something with that because mm-hmm. of how far back they had made the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All that chronology stuff gets mixed up in my head for some reason. I'm usually really good with chronology stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Well, see, it's the it's because of the release. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of screws you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It messes you up even more whenever Japan didn't get it for like three more years. Yes. Instead of them, it's Transformers yes. 2010, which got incorporated into the Marvel comics in a cool way, mm-hmm. because Marvel Comics continuity completely ignored the Transformers movie events. But then uh, later on, they flash the UK forwarded... stuff. UK stuff used it a lot. Yeah, I think of that as a whole separate entity. Yeah, it's... yeah, for the most part, it is actually. It's but they did some flash continuity. forwards to the year 2010, and that's where you have Galvatron and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a whole Perceptor ha- lot of interesting stuff. Perceptor has mm-hmm. a very Reed Richards mm-hmm. vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, he was introduced in season two, so everyone writes him that way. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. 
All right, now here we have a bunch of cool, excuse me, 80s rock music. Mm-hmm. And cool uh, robot fish. I love Hell how yeah. every planet except Earth has mecha life. Well, there's Nebulos. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's late, way, way, way later. Well, there's other ones in season two that were organic, like Titan. I guess I was just talking about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like the 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 the, the, the planet that uh, what's his brains ate in the opening scene that was robot life. Uh huh. Yeah, then this one, and then Quintessa. the junk planet. Well, this is Quintessa. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they have water. They didn't really seem to have a place for water when they show the plant place from way out. Cars work really well in the water. Mm-hmm. The the trivia calls that his underwater transformation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hydro armor. Mm-hmm. Poor Cup has lost has literally lost an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. I guess he's feeling beside himself. <laughs> Sorry, George Lucas has perverted me. <laughs> I like though that the uh, all this aquatic robotic life is you know basically the same as Earth stuff. Right, even Except squirting ink all over. Uh huh. Except meaner and bigger. Well, meaner, bigger, sharper teeth. Yes. And more robotic. And not liking it when its eye blown off. Having its eye cover blown off. Oh, his eyes were closed. <laughs> That's weird. Mm-hmm. Fix them. He's missing two pieces. Hopefully, stick them back on again without without screwing up. <laughs> Putting them on. Or without a screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah, weird too. I don't. Those. I don't know if they changed the idea for the ground with the background or what. But if you look at the background, well, now that they're out of the water, I'm noticing this, mm-hmm. and we can't really rewind, but. Whenever they were in the water, they were like sinking a little bit into the ground as if it was like soft mud, like it really was. Maybe it was underwater. magnesium. No, because that would there explode with the water. Okay, there you go. It's a soft well, uh, gold. Gold is a soft metal. Okay, there you go. Whatever it was, they were sinking into it just a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while he was walking around and picking up the pieces of uh, cup. cup. His pieces of shit. Okay, I'm going to stop making that reference now. Well, there's someone else called Dipstick. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. Yeah. It was a sad day in Transformers history. Don't worry, Danny's okay. The Daniel's okay. Oh. Danny. Oof. Actually, you know, I like I know. Danny. I don't like Wheelie. I like Danny, though. Yeah. I you know... would like to have Bludgeon kill all those annoying little kid characters. And he'd do it, He's too. Not... He'd do He's it. He's not so... He's not I love so his bad exosuit. in the movie. He can turn into a little car with the exosuit on. It's pretty mm-hmm. sweet. And I'm talking, and I'm talking worse, the worst ones than Daniel. Yeah, Daniel's actually not so bad in the movie. It's later on when he's got to be their kid character. Hey, did you see Headmasters when da- when Brainstorm told Daniel to shut up? The stare, like, <laughs> they give a stare like, seriously, shut your whole kid. We don't care. <laughs> and then oh, and, he uses a suit awesome. that. And then he uses a suit that looks just like this one to become RC's head. Head on! Good times. Mm-hmm. Head on! <laughs> exactly. That. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, watch those again. It's been way too long. My daughter absolutely loved uh, Minerva 
the girl from Master Force. I tried mm-hmm. to get a toy of that for her, an actual Minerva toy. I could never find it for less than six hundred bucks. Yeah, they're Nightbeat's cooler. Nightbeat is awesome. But she doesn't care about Nightbeat. Yeah, it's a boy. She liked Master Force, and so she liked Minerva. Mm-hmm. Now, does she like the actual the little girl or the Transformer part too? Well, it's it's mainly that she likes the little girl, but she okay. likes the Transformer as an extension. There's a PVC figure of her. Yeah, they just recently released a PVC kind of figure. I don't know how much articulation or movement she's got, but they just released Jack's it. Squat. Okay, yeah, so statues. it's kind of like a statue. Yeah. It's been a few years now since she's seen it. We should watch it again, though. I'll remind her how much she loved it before. <laughs> Remember, you liked this when you were younger. Nine. Yeah. She was probably so she's... four years old at the time we watched that. Oh wow! So she's, oh, so she just had a birthday. So she's eleven. She's eleven. Okay. Well, if she ever hears this, happy birthday, Lily. <laughs> we we apologize for the Lily, cussing. But that's just some of us else's decide. <laughs> now, what were these Piranicons? Sharkicons. 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 Yes. I have trouble spelling that sometimes. Bawa Grani we nip ninny ba they actually spell it. They spell it here in this little uh commentary <laughs> trivia. Oh god. Oh yeah, just one. <laughs> oh god. We're coming... My dogs and cat are just like this. Oh god, we're coming to we're coming to Wheelie. Oh god. Well we aren't. Oh god. <laughs> You might want to pause yours for, for a little bit. Where are you now? Right at the uh, Bawik Radawik Ninibong part. Wheelie oh. just jumped out. Oh, Wheelie just popped, jumped yeah. out. Okay, so I guess we're all caught up again. Cool. I guess. He hasn't talked yet, but he can't drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, sorry about the technical difficulties, guys. It's just that... Oh, not a problem. Quintessons! You know what? I don't think those guys were the Sharktacons. Those look like alligator tails. They did. Close enough. They don't look like... Yeah, the Sharktacons... Yeah, I don't know what they were. They never got toys. Because those are the Sharktacons down there. Weird. And the Quintessons and that guy with the tentacles. Yeah. Well, there you go, John. There's kind of organic life. Okay, now the whole guilty and innocent thing, is it just... It always confused me as a kid because it's like, it didn't matter what they said, the guy was going to get killed. Yeah, they never say one that's guilty, though. Everything's, everyone's innocent. They did in Five always... Faces of Doom and Darkness. Okay, what hap- Okay, refresh my memory. Dump- what happens when they say guilty? They dump them into the pool. So it doesn't matter. Okay. It's a kangaroo court. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, pretty much. And in the cell, is actually the original Gundam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, one of them, at least. Oh, here comes the warrior guys. Mm-hmm. Poor whatever his name was. Prax, I think. or Exactly. He was Thank the you. exposition source. Yeah, to let them know Unicron's name. Mm-hmm. What's a Unicron? So I love his squid arms. Yeah, I know. They they're always moving. Mm-hmm. Even when he's it's like Doctor Octopus in the old '67 cartoon. 
Mm-hmm. Innocent. I repeat, guilty or innocent. They really are. We have justice. They really are making sure they get those T's enunciated. Mm-hmm. Innocent. Mm-hmm. Eat him! Eat him! Eat him! Yep. Mm-hmm. Hot Rod's really pink. Yeah. But it's okay because it's the '80s. Yeah, you're allowed to have bright pink cars in the '80s. Bright pink boys. So right there, it looks like Swoop says, I see nothing, but it looks like he's saying, we need to go this way. And then he leads them that way. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> and the Dude, trivia watch tells where you're you... going, stupid Triceratops boy. Mm-hmm. Cesium, by the way, is silvery gold, soft mm-hmm. and ductile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In case you wanted to know. There's Wheelie. Wheelie and oh, Grimlock, God. best of friends. Why well, Grimlock yeah. didn't just whip him in half when he whip him in half before he does in about a minute? Who knows? I would have. <laughs> well, there you go. What the hell did you just say to me? I'm Grimlock. I'll tell you in half. <laughs> mm. Oh, red kryptonite. <laughs> Why, boy, hit my dome. Why do you just whip him in half then? That's what I'm getting. You should just. Oh, God, I hit him in the nose, boy. Now, see, here's the funny thing. The way I can tell that we're on. that we're all together again is that right after he said it, John started laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, for a second there, I had to turn around. I was like, are you here? (laughs) Okay. Now, see, here's an annoyance. Okay, so Galvatron thinks he's killed Ultra Magnus in the ship. So Unicron makes him go all the way back to Cybertron and where Unicron is to tell him that he didn't kill Ultra Magnus. So now he's got to go back out to the planet, to Junkion, to destroy Ultra Magnus. Unicron doesn't have a long-distance call plan. Apparently it's just get back... (laughs) Yeah, Perry doesn't, oh, doesn't, well. doesn't have a long distance caller calling plan. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird that he doesn't have any sort of transmitters. He just has his voice. Yeah. Yes. All he has is speakers. He doesn't have any Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the 80s. Yeah. yeah. There's Eric Idle. Yep. And they're about to do something and then wait. No, don't do it yet. The hell's that thing? Oh. My copy doesn't have subtitles. Does your copy have subtitles? Uh, I'm not playing the subtitles. Because Retgar, I can never really understand what he said. I mean, some places you can, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's that shit. Yeah, so much for all that work they were just doing. <laughs> I don't think I ever owned Springer. I do. I still got him, but he's missing a leg. Did they make it Toy of RC? Uh, not to. back then. They wanted to, but they couldn't. So, I think... Someone, some third party person or group has made one, and then now RCs are basically all motorcycles. Yeah, it was an inner, she was an inner John. Inner John, and then she was in the movie, mm-hmm. one of the movies. Right. The uh, Michael Bay ones. And she's a main character in Prime. Yeah, but again, she's. I never watched Prime after the opening five parter. It's awesome. 
Is it good? I haven't either. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. I got to check I it saw out that. sometime. I watched Animated. <laughs> that was awesome, that was too. I think I watched the one. first season and a half of the Unicron trilogy. Oh okay, now here is something. Here's something that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The original script, and they actually sort of animated here, and they even record it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Ultra Magnus is supposed to be drawn and quartered here, mm-hmm. but at the last minute, they decided that that was too gory, even though we've it's all the robot. other stuff we've seen. Yeah. So if you watch, these sweeps shoot these beams that really look like continuous shots those are supposed to be the ropes mm-hmm. if you listen to him if you can listen to it uh, Ultra Magnus is whimpering like he's mm-hmm. being hurt mm-hmm. and then when he ex- when he explodes he just blows up in a bunch of pieces mm-hmm. with not much damage mm-hmm. that's all because he was supposed to be drawn and quartered mm-hmm. everything else was done with mm-hmm. him being split apart yeah. but they figured it was too gory so they had him explode because that's not as gory like I can see the thoughts there. It's also weird that Ultra Magnus, like Optimus Prime, never used the Matrix as a weapon. Like we had never seen it before. He pulled it out of his chest on his deathbed. So exactly. Ultra Magnus, instead of being badass Ultra Magnus, he's like pulling this thing out of his chest and trying to do something with it. And it's just because he thinks this is their darkest hour. It this, sets they've up been the, in it, situations worse than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a yeah, a plaguing monster or, or a plague of plague that's driving everyone into insane with hate with hatred and rage. It sets up the concept for the you know, the denouement of the film, but it still it's a little bit like contrived, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing when I saw it one of the yeah, you know, the first time. Well they lost their whole planet. Cool they've lost their leader. And they got this super-powered psycho after him thinking, well, this is probably the worst it's going to get. Well, at least they don't have the red spores. <laughs> if they only do. Mm-hmm. Yet. Yeah, yet. They hate spores. I had some spores for breakfast once. Uh, Were they good? God, I love <laughs> hunger. This is a really cool sequence. You know, you're right, John. We never. We, after this, we hardly ever see Cup's alt mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and we weird. see it a lot in the film. It looks really cool. It's uh-huh. a really cool truck. Yeah. Exactly. Except that it needs a something to keep stuff in because it's a pickup truck. Get it? Ah uh-huh. ha Yeah. <laughs> Is that why his name's Cup? Yes, probably. Pick up. I never <laughs> got that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. It's alright, it only took you 25 years. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, God, yes. Almost 30 years, never mind. Sheesh. Well, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me while I quick your... Oh, yeah, the Dinobots. There you go. <laughs> Let me take Hi, Dinobots. <laughs> Pardon me. Yes. Crunch. Yes, I mean, it really doesn't do anything effective against these Jarkticons. Well, he just stands on top of Grimlock and goes, ha. Huh. Oh, no, wait. See, he hurt that one on the butt. Barely, but the other one just got crushed. Me king. 
just had that moment of silence again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm just watching the movie. I love this I know. movie. It's an awesome movie. You'll also know the Shark the Con guys have yellow eyes mm-hmm. to show that they don't really aren't Autobots or Decepticons. Mm-hmm. After the movie, it would be revealed the Quintessons built Cybertron to manufacture Transformers. According I to the on-screen the stuff. I prefer the god. The premise is their god thing. <laughs> That's just cooler. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why White's taken as the real origin. <laughs> that mostly because every time they start talking about origins, they go back to Simon Furman stuff. Yeah, because it's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here we go. We've these poor Autobots just lost Ultra Magnus. Matrix is gone. And a bunch of and... scrap metal ruffians when I beat the shit out of them. Yeah, and now they'll the... cry. I know. And then all of a sudden, the Junkions say, hey, What's that do Ra Ronnie, to do Run Run. And of course, the Dare to be Stupid music. Yes. And you know, the funny thing about this is that uh, when they called Burrell, they usually said, okay, uh, how'd you get my number? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to say that of all the music in this song, in this movie, this is probably the weirdest choice for soundtrack music. It's still better but it's than also the... very fitting. Yes, but it's still it's also better than the songs in the in the Michael Bay movies, which I've described as being an emo person's iPod set on random. <laughs> I mean the I mean the movie on the soundtrack. I mean the movies. That, I mean the the CD soundtrack, not the actual, not the actual scores for those movies. Those are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. they sound pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, do you think he can grow that mustache and beard to different lengths? <laughs> well, well, I do know. Did. I do know that if he shaves it, it probably isn't going to come back. Now we're actually going to see, about to see, yeah. Springer uses car mode. Yeah. This is where we learn he's a triple changer. Mm-hmm. Like Astro right Train and Blitzwing. Mm-hmm. Because his other two guys, uh, Broadside and um. Uh, Sandstorm don't even show up in this movie. Oh, no, not until much later. Yeah. Bro- so Springer just got saved by Daniel, mm-hmm. which has got to make him feel good. Yeah. Scary shadows. Record leader. Record leader and some punk-ass kid with a with a piece of metal saves your butt. <laughs> should also point out that four <laughs> Transformers and a little kid just kind of were able to... Pref- oh, I guess they didn't defeat the Junkions. Never mind. They've survived them. <laughs> Yes. Film at 11. Yeah, John, I understand what you're saying about the... Uh, it's hard to understand what the heck you say. Okay, now this coming up is the dumbest scene from the movie. The big lift alligator moment. Oh, the big happy dance movement? Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, hold on. The, uni- the universe is in danger. Our planet is dis- is almost destroyed. The Matrix is dance. gone. Ultra Magnus is dead. Wait, let's dance. Yeah, they do some weird stuff to Rekgar's voice, too, yes. that makes it even more difficult Holy to understand. Crap, especially... can, can Wheelie and, and uh, Daniel break dance? Oh, yeah. Here we go. And in a minute... Oh, it even says awkward dance sequence coming up. And then right <laughs> here, uh, Hot Rod just dipped Rekgar. That's cool. 
And now they're going to dance in circles in a little twirl. There we go. <laughs> and then the one kisses Grimlock. What's up? Why with did that? you kiss Grimlock? I don't know. And ho and then get your head whipped off with his teeth. Rat. <laughs> And Ultra Magnus can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they can bring back Ultra Magnus this easily, why didn't they bring Optimus Prime's dead body over here and say, hey, fix this guy up for us? Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's also pretty. me of Batteries Not Included with the whole Talk TV thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yes. you that movie? And ironically yes. enough, Hot Rod actually learns how to speak their gibberish language <laughs> as he translates it in the in Five Faces of Doom, of the Darkness. Sorry. And What's also amazing is that apparently their turtle wax on the junk planet is also able to heal all the cracks. It is. It's also a moisturizer, apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They need to go get some of that on Optimus Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Unicron. Wait, how the hell do these guys know Unicron is? <laughs> and that that's where the Matrix is. Yeah. Well, maybe they heard Galvatron say it. Or maybe some other channels like, like, Oh my god, it's Unicron! It's Unicron! And that's how they heard uh, it. Now, originally, in the, uh, the original version, the whole planet of Junk was supposed to turn into a spaceship. Instead of just having this ship buried under junk. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all shout, eliminate even the toughest stains. Mm-hmm. God, I love Classic. the junkions. I like Mendoza's. <laughs> yeah. They only come back a, a few times in the show, right? Well, Redgar's around. Oh, He's yeah. regular. Eric Idle doesn't voice him on the show, though, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Orson Welles, Leonard Nimoy, Eric Idle. They wouldn't do a half-hour weekly cartoon? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judd Nelson? Who would have thought? Well, Orson Welles, they couldn't get the dude anyway because he was, you know, dead. Well, yeah, there's that. But... Kind of a... When has that stopped him before? <laughs> I know. A lot. Because you Heck, can't use a dead body for this. He got through a Mar uh, an invasion from Mars and kept working. No, it's animation. You don't have to be able to see them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's more getting the vocal cords to work than it is anything else. It can be done. <laughs> I love the Unicron transformation. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, these huge-ass complex transformations that you get in this film. You got Metroplex. You got this. You would have had the Retgar planet. I mean, uh -huh. they're just such epic sequences. And look, and look at all the moving parts. Mm -hmm all on screen at the same time. And then, of course, the Unicron's face changes every once in a while. He's got a little bit of a goatee. And here he's got clean-shaven. Oh, boy, and here it comes. He's so big and so awesome that he doesn't have to open his mouth to talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then... Bam! Wow! There we go. The 
Now, we don't see it, but apparently, according to the script, Shockwave dies during this. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Okay. Because he's back later. Um, <laughs> no, he, he actually He actually probably is in the background, because they were really bad at that. He's I think he's on Headmasters, isn't he? Uh, no, he's not on Headmasters, nope. I don't think. Oh. Maybe I'm making up crap, then. I do that sometimes. Ironically well, see, enough, they, they use the base that he had in the season one for an opening of Headmasters. And someone joked that when they fly through the windows and smash it, Shockwave wouldn't have put up with that crap. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, but it's always possible that he shows up in season three because he does. they would go, he they would use... like Constructicon in the background at one point. Yeah, because they they would do all kinds of stuff. Characters that were that died in the movie would show up as background characters just to f- as filler. Especially in Carnage uh, um, C Minor. Yeah, I was gonna say, and in that one, Soundwave's the same size as Devastator, so you know. <laughs> Crap, sometimes. Yeah, he's a really big boombox. Oh yes, <laughs> a ghetto blaster. Yes. And you thought he was big before? Oh, that was one of the things. Uh, one of these commercials has a contest of uh, grand prize. The grand prize is a boombox. It's pretty cool. Not as cool as Blaster or Soundwave, but cool. Punching yeah. out Unicron's eye. Mm-hmm. That's one way to do it. Yeah, there's a reason why Unicron once starts gonna get the get him his get him a pair of eyeballs in his in the next movie. And not in the maybe in a in a, in a season three. Yeah. So what happened to Blur? He gets a target master. Well, I know, but wasn't he with all of them, and now he's not? He shows up. Heck, he shows up. In, he shows up when the the, at the climax. And Ultra Magnus is gone too. Now that I think about it, they both show up at the climax. Okay. So they are. They do. They do get out. They must have been with the junkie with the junkie on guys, I guess. As long as Hot Rod is able to find the Matrix, that's all that matters. Exactly. Now this uh, this is ominous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Also, if you notice, I was just noticing this earlier today when I watched it with the trivia stuff. They were used. Lo- they, they were used as, as Galvatron and Pain scene. Well, yeah, but several times they actually reenact the same some of the same move uh, uh, moves in the fight between. Hot Rod or Rodimus and Galvatron that they used earlier between Optimus and Megatron. That's cool. If I remember which ones they are, I'll show them to you. Mm-hmm. Or try to point them out. And Crazy here the Dinobots show that they're more powerful than an exploding moon. <laughs> oh, and just a little bit ago we saw um, Dirge and Ramjet and the other one get eaten by Unicron. And they actually show up as actual characters in the show in season three, with talking lines and everything. There must have been a pair of seekers that look like them. There's been a ton of those. Well, yeah. Well, Galatron got eaten by Unicron and survived. They could survive too. Well, it kind of showed them blowing up. Oh, they get blown up. Yeah, he got he chomped on them. And Galvatron uses the pl- and Megatron uses the planet as a stepping stone. Step on it. You know, I remember last time I watched through this, I, re- I remember noticing that, that there were characters that got hit by Unicron that just, like, showed back up again for no reason. Mm-hmm. 
And then Unicron just had some indigestion. And then, there we go, Daniel's klutz. Oh, boy. Gotta love the, the soundtrack. Autobots to save the day. Gotta love the oh, soundtrack. Yeah. This is just awesome. It basically you know, the insights of Unicron's pretty flimsy. If one shot to the side, all of a sudden, sends in this huge flood. Well... If you had somebody shoot the inside of your belly, <laughs> that would be. An oh yeah, okay, good point. Yes. And here die two guys I've you... never seen before. I don't know who the hell they are. Oh, you're ahead of us again. Yeah. Okay, here's the conveyor belt thing. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm random about. Autobots uh, getting dumped in. Yep, yeah, a, a mm -hmm. miscolored uh, Ironhide looked like the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they melt and glow. That's cool. This is so scary. Yeah, they can keep this, though, but, you know, you watching Ultra Magnus get work. pulled apart is is too scary. I, I like how Daniel and Spike have the same hairdo, mm -hmm. so obviously they're related. Mm -hmm. Wait, are like, we watching... This is Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> cloned it. They cloned Lucky it, is that what you shot. said? Well... <laughs> Oh. Bumblebee! I feel like a gold bug. Ha <laughs> ha. Holy crap, I survived! I, I see that had sex guy. with Megan Fox. <laughs> and then no one else survives, apparently. Yes. Well, not if you watch Jennifer's Body. <laughs> I'd rather watch... I'd rather watch... a lot of things than that, <laughs> to be honest. All right, let's see. Well, at least, didn't, well, at least Mega Fox didn't kiss a Transformer to give them superpowers. Thank God. Yeah, or wipe their memory. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Yeah. Okay, now you have... Rodimus come in and crash into him like yes. Optimus cr drove in and crashed into people okay then of course this is not from their fight from earlier mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. although it does always make me wonder how squeezing an Autobot's neck is going to hurt them because they're a robot right. they don't breathe mm -hmm. but you know whatever mm -hmm. maybe there are uh, pressure sensitive hydraulic systems going through there there you go. Maybe cutting off the power to the cerebral cerebral cortex will do that. Cerebral module, sorry. Well, either way, that was big words more than. Or maybe that's than I maybe his off button's back there. He's reaching for it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Here we go. Do, we got the touch. Touch, dude, dude. This okay, gives me goosebumps the... every time. Love this. Arise. Oh, oh, whose voice was that? Use the force, Luke. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Use a force and, and shove it through his torso. While I hold the glowy thing, you can't shoot me. Well, actually, I drop the glowy thing. The end of the road, the end Galvatron. Of the road, Galvatron. Okay, now, they fight, he picks them up and throws them, just like Optimus did earlier. And somehow makes them go fast enough to hit either Tokyo or the pl or a plant flow oh. a lava planet. That's a pretty good throwing arm, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know. And he uses the, cool. and he's the first one to actually put his hands in the handholds. 
Turns <laughs> out that was the secret to opening it. You just had to put your hands in the zipper. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. just the only. He's not the chosen one. He's just the only one smart enough to figure it out. Optimus forgot to tell everybody else. You put your hands in the handholds. Which makes you wonder what the hell was Galatron thinking he was doing when he was grabbing gravity inside of it, going, "Open up." Ultra Magnus, I chose you as my successor. Sorry, Optimus, I never figured out the finger holes. <laughs> yeah. There he's covering his boobs. These smart kids and their computers and these days. Pulls off his leg. Unicron's, like, blowing up. That's pretty cool. Oh, yes. Almost looks like Springer blew up there. The, the, yeah. the I know. Holy shit, you're dead! <laughs> Where the, there's a... Wait, is that Unicron's hand? How did it fit there? It's, he's been doing that the whole time. Yes. And there's Rodimus making his... He's appearance. a space Winnebago! If you think Unicron's hand in there is weird, female Unicron can put her whole fist in there. Wow. <laughs> or let any other female Unicron put her... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Now, somehow, despite all the crap he's been giving him, Cup knew he had potential. I like that. That's weird. Okay, I guess they aren't there. I guess they weren't there. I was wrong. Well, they go out the other eye like, We're just leading up your bugs. We can't keep up. <laughs> I know. Betcha Bumblebee misses his old moody hat on Cybertron. <laughs> Well, if Cliff Jumpers was similar, then he probably is too. Boom! Like how oh, the, the head flies off now. first. Yes. Uh huh. Now oh, that's some high quality Japanese animation right there. <laughs> now let's go kick the cons off our planet! Well, apparently they don't need to, because judging by this last scene, these are the last Transformers ever. Oh. It really only one a feeling of finality on it, doesn't it? Uh huh. And only one junkie, uh, one of one of the junkie on survived, and that was Rekgar. Apparently, none of the others made it. And here, and Cybertron looks like crap. Yeah. Well, it's just Harlem. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the slums. <laughs> that's the rad zone. Uh, and Unicron floats through space. Mm -hmm. And then he stops. And there's the song again. It was just one of those things that, like. You know, as kids, of course, we went and saw the movie in the theater, you know, once or twice. And then you never get to see it again because it took forever and five years for it to come out on video. So whenever you would see things like Unicron's Head in Space or something with the Quintessons, it reminded you of the movie. But you couldn't go back and just watch the movie. Exactly. I never saw the movie again until my 20s. Well, see, here's the here's a, here was a cool thing though with the movie, mm -hmm. they actually broke it up into five parts and put it on as part of the TV show. They did that with the GI Joe movies as well. Mm -hmm. I might have seen those because that's how I saw the movie because mm -hmm. I knew my Optimus died and I saw it when I was a kid, but I never went to the movie theater to see this. I okay, have well, no still... idea how I first saw this movie. I'm I'm sorry, I have no idea how I first saw it. Even still, from, you know, whenever I saw that at the age of 7, 8, or 9, whenever they stopped showing it, until, like, 22, 23, mm -hmm. that's how long it took me to see the movie again. Well, I never saw Headmasters till about when Beast Wars was on the air. 
Well, yeah, but nobody saw Headmasters until then because it's Japanese only. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean the Rebirth, sorry. Oh, oh Rebirth, Rebirth, yeah. Okay. yeah sorry. I didn't yeah. see Rebirth when it was on the air. Yeah. Now, I think I vaguely remember seeing Rebirth when it was... I want to say when it was first on, but it might not have been until it was part of a... Uh... Sci-Fi Channel? No. Uh, Rebirth, I probably saw that when it was like part of the Generation 2 show. I saw it when it was on the Sci-Fi Sci that... Channel. was playing Transformers. Cybernetic Cube. From the magic of the Cybernet Space Cube, the computer stores the Transformers. Transformers Generation 2. Oh, uh, yeah. I did that from memory, mind you, so that says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, apparently you watched it a lot. Yes, I did. All right, now watch some of these names on this background guy. Uh, like, there's Romeo Tangal from the comics, mm -hmm. and Mike Sikowski. and the guy who did uh, who did Harry Mudd on Star Trek did Cyclonus. Wow. Mm-hmm. And there's Romeo Tangal again. Yes. Romeo, Mike Sikowski's, uh well known in the comics. Mm -hmm. He drew the Justice League for. Mm -hmm ever and then moved on to other stuff and then Romeo Tangal is a popular inker mm -hmm. he actually inked over uh, George Perez when he started New Teen Titans and there's Mark, Mark Shiny Wolfman. he's a pretty well known supervising music editor mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. and John Detra is one, a pretty good sound editor mm -hmm. actually I heard he sucks oh okay <laughs> and Shinichi Fu uh, wow Fukumitsu <laughs> He's an assistant editor with an awesome name. Yeah, but all Japanese people have awesome names. Uh, oh, yeah. And the opticals for, were done by F-Stop. Except for uh, Backpack. That's a Transformer. They associate <laughs> with Toei. Yes. You know, when Scattershot's the best name you have for a trans the Transformer has, that says a lot. And he's had three. <laughs> backpack, Backfield, and Scattershot. Uh, I like watching the names. It's like Toshio Mori, Shigenobu Manakasaki, oh, by the Takahiro way, Kagami. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, Akira was in this. Akira Toriyami? Akira. Not Akira Toriyami. Oh, no, no, not that one. Yes. Sorry. And then, of course, Robert Schaefer. Mm -hmm. Takao Sawada and Dario Campan Campanile, Campanile, whatever. Kevin Slaw. Mmm. It makes me and in the sequel, slaw. Spike would change his name to Sparkle. Oh. oh. Spike became Sparkle. Daniel became Danny. Jazz was... No, I think he was still Jazz. And Blaster became Sound became became Twin Cast. Or... No, 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 no. Blaster became Billy. Mm. Yes. And Billy. then when he was... Then when he was rebuilt, he became Blaster. Or New Blaster or something like that. And then... Soundwave became New Soundwave because they couldn't get any of the names right. If it didn't have an American toy, they just threw stuff out there. Oh, yes. The Good Transformers. Stuff. Is that registered mm -hmm. trademark of Hasbro? I loved whenever I was older going out and finding out some like the, the early history of the Transformers, how they were like three or four different Japanese to uh, toy lines. Get all these together. different companies that would make transforming toys, and Hasbro brought them all together into one line. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, what's really cool is, um, mm -hmm. well, you don't have the the release, but on this DVD set thing mm -hmm. that came for this movie, they've actually got a bunch of those old 
they've actually got one of the Easter eggs. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Mute. Mute. Now that the movie's over. Um, one of the Easter eggs is that they actually show some of the Japanese commercials from the toy lines before they became Transformers. Giant oh, wow. clone and Microman. Microman. Yep. Yeah, there's actually one of the commercials actually heavily features uh, Jazz. Well, the character that would be Jazz, mm -hmm. and it actually starts off as animation. Mm -hmm. It's obviously nowhere near as good as the movie, but it's probably the first time Jazz is, Jazz was ever animated. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. Meister. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Meister, Meister, whatever. Yeah. Um, the the first commercial they show on their little thing of commercials was uh, the convoy set, and which is basically Optimus Prime. And Ultra but Magnus. Instead of. Well, actually, this commercial just shows the Optimus Prime one, mm -hmm. but there's like this whole fleet of Optimus Primes. Oh. That's what I call a council yeah. of convoys. Yes. There's a whole fleet of them. And, of course, then if they also show the, like, uh, Prowl or uh, some of the other Autobot cars from this that were also Diaclones, how they fit inside the trailer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, but it's amazing that basically the only thing they changed for Optimus between his Diaclone version and the Transformer version was that the sticker on the side of the trailer said Diaclone instead of just having the little Autobot symbol. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's the same toy. I love and that toy. Actually, but... And you know those uh, Diaclone commercials, all those other jazzes and, I mean, sideswipes and prowls on them different colors that they didn't have over here? They, yeah. Well, uh, Takara has released new guys using those colors. And and those with those with that with those guys like Tiger Track or some other stuff. They've done it. Tiger Track. In fact, let me pull. Let me see if I can. Yeah, the first commercial they show on this is the one with the whole fleet of op. And the cool thing is, it's the toys. But because Jap the Japanese are a little smarter, mm -hmm. they're actually allowed to show the Japanese toys moving by themselves because. Kids in Japan don't aren't going to expect the toys to actually move on their own. Mm. So so silly. But yeah, let's see. Yeah, they've got the diaclone, and of course they've also got drivers because for that toy line they were supposed to have drivers. Oh really? Yeah, I I, I don't remember if that was Micro Man. But when I yeah, had they Power had... Master Optimus Prime, I lost the uh, or the uh, God Ginrai, I think was who he was. Um, I lost the little guy. Aww. It's a good thing that you you know the mechanism that in. allows them to transform is not that difficult, but shove it still. in. Yeah, just kind of show it off. That's what she said. <laughs> let's just not make this all that a joke, or I'm going to be annoyed. But yeah, the, apparently the toy line for that Jazz was part of, they just call it Car. <laughs> <laughs> but this toy line had. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm looking at it here. Uh, the top row, I can't make up. Looks like Ironhide, but he was black instead of red. Which is what became later in the in the in the Michael Bay movie. Right, mm -hmm. and then it looks like there's a white variation of that. So I guess that would be uh, Ratchet. Ratchet. Mm -hmm. I can't tell who some of these are. It looks like the fire engine one. Which one was the fire engine? Inferno. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I like the idea of a black iron hide toy, though. I'm just saying it's yeah. an option. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem with it. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, now it looks like they've. Oh, what's his name? There's side so many. Swipe. I can't think of the. If it's a yellow side swipe, that became Tiger Track for we do the e hobby. Decades okay, later. No, no, this is um. Okay, in Transformers, mm-hmm. he was part of the original crew in season one. He was a black kind of big truck, and he could do the force fields. Trailbreaker. 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 Thank you. There's a black trailbreaker and a red trailbreaker. He has a okay. weird toy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird proportions. Now I can't really tell the other characters. Jazz is one of them, but it's hard to tell because the color isn't very good. Mm-hmm. I think one of them is Hound. But it's hard to tell. Let me see if I can back up a little before they all transformed. Mm-hmm. There's a little car. <laughs> little Jeep. I'm sure this helps. Yeah, it's a little car. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not a bot and it's a car? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Oh, yeah, that doesn't help me at all. Actually, no, one of them is the, uh, would be a Lamborghini with lights on the top. So That would guess... be clamped down or red alert. Yeah, pretty much red alert, red alert. Yeah. See, it's basically that. Yeah, I got the page up on the TF. I got the TF Wiki open, so I'm kind of ready to rock on this. Oh, you're cheating! But Jazz actually looks very much the same as he does on the show, cheating. anyway. Oh, and then they have the Constructicons. Any of the they train were bots. originally yellow and orange, and the train bots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this he was originally orange and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now the train bots, they would be the ones that wouldn't come to America, but would be like. Raiden or whatever in mm-hmm. Headmasters. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always wanted the transforming train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it sucks that we didn't get that here. We had to wait till Car Robo robots or... into Scott. Yeah, robots into robots... Scott. Yeah, same yeah. thing. You made me say robots into Scotts. <laughs> <laughs> now, did the, did, the uh, did the transformer trains the original ones in Japan? Was it a working toy train? Yeah. Well. On the commercial, it is. Look, they all connect, and there could be a train. Because that's what I was looking for yeah. in the um, in the toy stores when I was a kid. I was looking for like an actual electronic toy train set, or electrical toy train set, I should say, that also transform. All right. all right, now I don't know if it's electrical, because I can't tell in these commercials because all the toys are moving by themselves. Right. <laughs> They're all stop motion, but. It, they, it does show it moving they're all connected moving along like a train on train tracks and then it shows them merging together actually it doesn't show the trains merge together on this it shows uh, what's his name uh, the, the devastator the train bots are all together and then they have them fly around I don't even know if one's supposed to be the bad guy one's the good guy or what but yeah, there's that. There's more on the other disc. The other disc has the same movie, but the full screen version. Uh, there's a couple... I have found a couple other Easter eggs. There's an Easter egg where they show some of the... Uh, one of the movie commercials uh, was where they couldn't give away who Ultra Magnus was and who Galvatron was, but they actually have the voices of Optimus introducing you to Ultra Magnus and his toy, and then... Megatron introducing Galvatron and his toy. Nice. And then, yeah. And I haven't checked out the other stuff on the second disc because I've only had the first disc in so far. 
because I'm lazy and I'm too busy with these other the, all the other commercials are about going to see the movie. How about they Scramble City? That's on the second disc, I believe. Let me see. Mm. Another cool thing about this version too is mm. they have two commentaries. Uh, one commentary is, features the director of the movie, a story consultant, and our, the lady that did the voice of RC. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is a fan commentary featuring a bunch of people from trans TFW2005.com mm-hmm. and some others. Mm-hmm. So they have two different commentaries. From the people who did it and from the geeks that loved it. <laughs> exactly. That's one way to do it. Yeah. But there are a lot of 80s cartoons that I've gone back and tried to watch and found really just unwatchable. But it's amazing how much of the Transformers still still holds up. Yeah. Aside from, you know, your occasional Native American or Arabic, you know, stereotypes that are insulting, a lot of the plots and a lot of the scripts are still pretty engaging. I, I, I just love, I mean, I, I love this this movie and this TV series to this day. Yeah, I, I have problems sometimes watching the old He-Man cartoon. Yeah, He-Man and Voltron are ones, of of, of all the 80s cartoons, I love those the most and can't stand them at all now. Is that the Go-Lion? Go-Lion's pretty cool. Voltron, no. Yeah, see, I can watch, like, I have all the Voltrons. Um, unfortunately... Go line the Japanese car- versions of the two cartoons were part of the stuff that got stolen, so I lost those. But I had Go Lion, and it's one of those things is after you start watching Go Lion, <laughs> it's like it's really hard to go back to Voltron because the Go Lion one is still the show you remember, but just like you know, kind of a little more grown up or whatever. They blow up the Earth. Well, they blow up the Earth. They save the Earth, to, not pages yeah. made of what the hell ever. I don't know. Balto or something, but Balto anyway, or whatever. Yeah, this cool. isn't a Voltron podcast. Um, whatever. I'm just trying to remember. <laughs> That's not kids. <laughs> yeah, they're allowed to do the whole kicking in the crotch, slicing off arms, heads popping out, you know, or eyes popping out of heads, that kind of thing. So, which makes it makes you surprised they actually managed to uh, tone it down to air on America TV. Yeah, it's amazing when you think about it. <laughs> it's like holy crap. But uh, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to go back. Uh, now, right now, you go because... go lion, you can't go back. <laughs> uh, because you asked about it, yes, um, Scramble City is on this disc, mm-hmm. and they they have that. It's 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 supposed to be the Japanese animation that they made original animation to fill the gaps between season two and season three, or as they call it. Super Robot Life Transformers, which is season one and two combined into one series, and Transformers 2010 or 2010, which is season three over what they use for season three over there. And <laughs> Scramble City has a is like a uh, lands on a cliffhanger, and then they never do the second part. Yeah, what was the story to... on that? Was I mean, were they planning to do the second part, or they just I think they were planning to and it just never happened Mm -hmm. for whatever reason and then they actually came out with another Scramble City which was um, the toys fighting the toys yeah using the toys 
And that also ends in a cliffhanger. And they also never made the second part of that. So I don't know what the hell they were doing. So I've watched it. It fits between the season two and the movie really well. The which one? The toy one or the animated the one? Animated one. Yes. It's not. It's not, it's not bad by any means. It starts off with a little bit of an, of re, re, repeating the origins of and some early adventures of the Transformers using actual scenes from the cartoon, and then um, yeah. it's original animation in that style. I. I'm assuming they used the same actors that they had before, but I honestly couldn't tell because I've never watched the Japanese version. <laughs> Japanese version of the show. Mm-hmm. Not didn't really need to, you know, didn't have a need to because you know, yeah. it was ours first. Scramble City is just one of those. Eh, you watch it like, huh? Oh, weird. This is one of those yeah. weird side bits. But but Scramble City gets its name. It has the introduction of Metroplex. Mm-hmm. But it's actually Metroplex, uh, and Ultra Magnus, and it involves more with the actual uh, the aerial bots and the Stunticons, and the Scramble City term comes from the fact that you know, other than the center robot, any of the four limbs can be switched around to any other part of the body. Which is different from Devastator, which is you can't do right, that with which... Devastator. Right, you can't do that with Devastator, but with with these guys, uh, just you know, you can put one guy as the left arm, but you can also put it as the right arm, also... or you can put it as one as either of the two legs. And at one point, they actually have. Now, I don't know if you can do this with the toy, but with on the video, they can act. They actually um, at one point to mess with them, they actually one of the I think one of the Stunticons actually jumps in and becomes the arm of leg. Leg of the Superion. Oh, a, yeah, I know. Leg of Superion. Yeah, you could, you could. The, you could do that. The, it's just the, the head fits in those hole in those holes. Oh, okay. You can do that. They also can combine it with with Metroplex, the limb guys. Really? Yeah, you can. Huh. There's spots on them to put them on. I don't know where they are, but uh, I've heard. Uh, but yeah, you can. Not sure where you do, but yeah, you can. <laughs> But yeah, I believe the uh, the point is that mm-hmm. in this little animation is where they're building Metroplex, mm-hmm. and it ends with the fact that the Autobots may have Metroplex, but the Decepticons have Trypticon, the giant dinosaur thing. Oh yeah, and we never find out how how he got ended up buried in the earth. No, we don't find that out. Yeah, because the Decepticons but... had, had to had to basically uh, dig his dig him out in our faces of doom. Of darkness, so I keep doing that. I know. I'm sorry. That's all right. Just, but um, doom, darkness, both sound cool. <laughs> they both start with D's, and they both sound cool. Like I said, have various consonants and vowels in them, mm-hmm. and basically that's the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now you got Metroplex versus Trypticon. Who will win? Mm-hmm. Well, that's well, it. well, we, we know. Who, well, we do find out. Well, they have to. Well, Metroplex doesn't have to get him buried, so apparently he won that fight. But we don't know how. Yeah. I just burn, my, my all, I also want to guess. I mean, it's possible that they were trying to come up with the second part. I honestly don't know. It almost seems like with that kind of cliffhanger, it looks like one of those toy commercial things. Granted, it's a long toy commercial. Like you go and it play sounds like the play play out the rest of the scene. Yeah. How how are you going to end the scene on your own? You know, you go buy the toys and t- figure it out. They do that all the time on those, um, well, here. I mean, how many of those, like, 
Captain Crunch commercials or something. It's like, who's going to win the battle between Captain Crunch and the Soggy Monsters or whatever they were called? Who's Only got a gun? Who's got a gun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoot him. Let's shoot him. Uh, the funny thing about putting this video on this DVD, though, is that the Sony guys, they had the rights to put the video on here, but they did not have the rights for any of the audio. So it's completely silent. So they got the fan commentary guys came on to do commentary over this, but it's quiet. So you can watch it, but there's no subtitles and there's no um, yeah, sound at all. So even though I'm watch I have it playing right now and it's on mute anyway mm-hmm. because you'd actually hear people talking. This is basically what you would hear if we were trying to do a commentary on it now. Well, so we did the TF Cog one, but I don't know if that's legal. Yeah, I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna go there. Don't wanna go yeah. there. And I didn't really want to do the commentary on that for this because the movie's much better. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can sum up the plot to scan we'll see for those who aren't watching. Yeah, the Septicons go in. The Autobots beat them up. The Septicons call in the to call in the Bruticus to, to go beat the crap out of them. The Autobots call in Superior on. Then the, then Dagatron calls in calls in the the Stunticons. They fight. Then Metroplex shows up, blows the crap out of them. And then in the end, we have we have Tripticon rising up from the water, going right up there. And then Metroplex is like, "All right, let's do this." Eyes glow. End of the episode. We still never got Galvatron. <laughs> so sad. But anyway, so um, well, now that we're finished with the movie, what do you guys? What, uh, what do you have final thoughts on it? There's a lot of good to this film. I mean, it's to to think that you have a program like the Transformers, which was essentially a half-hour advertisement for a toy line. And also that. It, that. Yeah, and it garnered so much acclaim as as a mythology in its own right. Um, I realize that, you know, the movie also served a marketing purpose in wiping out the old toys to introduce the new toys, and that's fine. But it had a theatrical release, and it has, you know, mm-hmm. 25 years later, a huge, you know, cult fan following. It's just... To me, it's it's just one of those great magical parts of my childhood that I'm glad is still watchable and still holds up. Even with the cool music. The music is the worst part. And the and it's not that bad. I mean, you got the touch is oh, 80s, yeah. but it's a fun piece. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like the story and the animation pretty much hold up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the soundtrack is definitely 80s. But it's but not it's emo. It's not, yeah, it's not detrimental eighties. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to I don't know how the right way to word it. It's not like it kills the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to be willing to listen to eighties if you don't like eighties music at all, and there's people out there, mm-hmm. uh, then you're gonna have a hard time with the movie. But if you don't mind and if or if you like eighties music, then you're gonna love this thing anyway. Cause the 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 difference is that the cartoon used like a certain amount of music but it was all orchestra mm-hmm. type of cartoon music and the that, touch well occasionally yes. but then the, of course the movie had <laughs> all that rock music which is what dates it really out of everything mm-hmm. fanboy uh, I love this movie so much it all it is standing up to me from it's standing up 
it stands the test of time. I can watch it anytime. It's not cheesy or dated. It's just you know a fun action movie where ba- fun action movie that has you know robots trying to blow the crap out of each other and succeeding at times. It, it it's an adventure. It doesn't it doesn't let up and it doesn't have crappy subplots about human characters dating or or you know or a whiny character like eh, this isn't my war. You know it killed Megatron, dude. You kind of even if the even if the Decepticons hated Megatron, some puny little flesh creature that isn't gonna last a century killing him is gonna piss them off to the point where they want you dead, just because you did that. <laughs> Sorry. One really yeah. big difference between this Transformers and the Michael Bay Transformers is that the Transformers cartoon is about the robots, and the humans are minor characters. Sometimes they're more major, sometimes they're less, but they're essentially secondary characters to the robots. In the Michael Bay films, in the Michael Bay films, you have human characters Mm -hmm. whose lives get interrupted by this galactic war of robots. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's it's a very different look at things, and especially whenever, you know, the people who are playing the human characters kind of tend to get some flack. I'm not sure that it's all deserved, but, um, but it's just, it's a very different flavor. And I, I think both are valid, but, you know, the, the magic of my childhood is, is here with this, this incarnation. But that, that's, yes. But that's the thing. I'm there to see the, see the Transformers. I really don't care about those human characters. That's the thing. I'm there to see the Transformers. Which and that's actually a complaint I've heard with... Um, or not, well, I don't know so much of complaint, but a criticism I have heard... Uh, with the more recent shows too, they the movie focuses on the human, which I can understand because it's a movie. All the robots are completely CGI, mm-hmm. so you kind of have to focus and a little bit more enough, on the humans. They, uh, the uh, they built actually did build a one person or something did build a, for one of the Obinal Tech or whatever Japanese storylines they built. A transformer that was full scale of one of them, and the same parts wow. that are getting busted on the mold for the for the toy are having the same problems on that giant model. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but yeah, the um, you know, so you kind of have to focus on the human part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus that they're trying to get a movie audience, and you know, the people they figure people relate more to the humans than to the robots. But on the cartoon, oh well, yeah. But in the humans. cartoons, they're trying to sell the toys, so they have to focus on the on the robots, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of the things that apparently made um, mm-hmm. Beast the Beast Wars cartoons so popular is because of the time it took place. There were no humans to be part of the show. So it was all and, robots. And due to the uh, limitations of the C- of the CG, they had to uh, keep the cast small. Mm-hmm. So, mm. but yeah, that's I, that's definitely one of the big differences. Is I liked here where it was mostly the, and then you even get fewer humans. Excuse me, you get even fewer humans in season three after the movie, because I think you have Spike, Carly, and uh, Daniel, and those His are daughter. Who? Melissa Flair, Melissa Fairborn. Oh, she's, Fairborn, yeah. She's daughter of Flint from GI Joe. But for the most part, those are the th- 
three humans that are part of the main cast that they can really focus much on. Any other humans come from one shot having yeah one shot parts including, of the episode. including Cobra Commander himself. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Cobra. <laughs> but Although, I can't. The what I heard of Chris Latta's health at that point that might not have been that might have not been it that might have been an outtake they just kept it in. Because he was not in very oh, good yeah. shape at that point in time. Yeah, he didn't last too much longer. Mm-hmm. He was actually a Klingon, a Klingon uh, captain in, uh, in the, the episode where Riker was on that Klingon ship. That was the Klingon captain was Chris Latta. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it's just one of those things. Yeah, uh, it's surprising how many people from GI Joe, from Transformers and Star Trek have been in each have been in each of the properties. Well, like we said with the movie, there was a lot of um, a lot of the ideas cross pollinated, so it's pretty interesting that a lot of the characters cross pollinated as well. Oh, and by the way, the guy who voiced Cyclonus, the only reason he stopped voicing Cyclonus in the Rebirth, or yeah, Rebirth, he died. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty that's good reason. He, that's why he stopped doing it. It wasn't because he didn't want to. It's because he just was dead. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, with the it, it's a, it's pretty amazing. Even, I mean. You consider the time, you would think a lot of the people would be dead because of the time at this point, but a lot of the people that did this died really, like, either during the show's production or shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty... The Transformers curse. Yeah, yeah. That Peter Cullen seems to be going strong, and so is Frank Walker. Oh, Cullen's got new popularity now because of all this stuff with the movies. He's in Prime. And Frank Welker. Yeah, and he's Optimus in Prime. He's Optimus in the video games, and he occasionally is Optimus in that little kid's version, Rescue Bots. When Optimus shows up there, he is Optimus Prime. And he needs his faceplate, because I've seen that thing, and it looks like, oh, you need your faceplate, Prime. Holy Lord, you need your faceplate. Wait, Prime or yeah. ro- uh, ro- Rescue Pro- Bots? Optimus Prime and Rescue Bots. I've seen this character, and I'm like, ooh, jeez, he needs that faceplate. Oh, he doesn't have a faceplate on that. No, he doesn't. It looks kind of, oh. it looks kind of like, dude, he needs it bad. <laughs> yes. But, well, um, <laughs> I guess that's gonna just about do it for us here. Um, I want to thank you guys for showing up. I had a <laughs> blast. And thank you guys for coming on. Um, <laughs> let's let people know where they can find you. Let's start with John, cause we got like only got like a few minutes no i'm just kidding but uh john where else can the people find you on the interwebs well uh i am currently involved in two podcasts the first and most frequent one or more frequent one is the new 52 adventures of superman which is a show that discusses and reviews and analyzes the continuity of the current adventures of superman being published by dc comics that i do with my good friend j david weeder and we are located at new52superman.libsyn.com. In my spare time, which has become increasingly rare of late, I try to also put effort into producing episodes of Golden Age Superman, where I look at and review the earliest adventures of the Man of Steel, the opposite end of the spectrum, whenever he was a uh, rough-and-ready justice, killing people left and right kind of hero. And uh, that is at goldenagesuperman.libsyn.com. And yet, ironically enough, Grant Morrison used some of that stuff in the, in the New 52. 
which I loved. I loved that part of Action Comics. Never was all built on that. I did some other shows in the past. I do. I guess I could mention Amazing Spider-Man Classics because it's one of my favorite uh, productions I've ever done, and it it still has a lot of uh, fans out there. That's AmazingSpiderMan.Lipson.com. It's just a really humorous look at the early adventures of Spider-Man, and uh, it only went for about thirty odd episodes, but it's it's a lot of fun if you want to give a listen. Yes, that's a. I missed that show, but I loved listening to that show. That was every time I listened, I had I was laughing out loud. And um, fanboy, I'm really not anywhere. Well, I have I do have some some fanfic stories, but I'm not sure that really counts for this. This is my first well, that... time on a podcast at all. <laughs> really. No, that counts. They can, if they can find some of your work on the internet. Yeah. Where can they find that? Let's see here. Oh. I should have brought that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, it's based. Let's see. Actually, my T. Oh, no, I really don't think I want to mention that TV tropes thing because that's not the good link to the story. Well, not the one I fixed the. Not the one I fixed up a. I fixed that story up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, now, is this the, the? This is the one you were telling, showing me the other day with the Gundam. Gundam Seed, Seed and Transformers. Transformer crossover yeah. that you're writing with another person. Yeah, it's like I said, it's one of it's one of those. It's like I said, I really the fortune that thing's dragging because I you guys think like a podcast is difficult. Try putting try finishing up a story that's probably gonna be about fifty pages long. That's all right. It's one of those long. It's it's a long story, but it's basically the end of everything. Everything must die. <laughs> well, well, I, well. Basically, if you see a fanboy was prime on the internet, it's probably me. At fanfiction.net, yeah, that's me. Okay, there you go. And at uh, and at and for and for that if you look for seeds of transformation, yeah, that's me. There you go, and I will put links to <laughs> both John's podcast and fanboy's stories on the show notes for this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, thank you guys again for showing, for coming on and for helping me with this. This was Thank a lot you of very fun. much for the invite. I had a lot of gun. It was a pleasure. A lot of gun? <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry about that. John had a lot of gun. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Megatron! Hey, you Megatron! Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, yeah. thank you guys again, and um, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Charlie's GeekCast, hosted by Charlie Niemeyer. The show's website is www.charliesgeekcast.com, where you will find notes and images for each episode. Please feel free to leave a comment there or email the show at charliesgeekcast at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. I also have another show called Superman of the Bronze Age, where I cover Superman comics published between 1970 and 1986. You can find that at www.supermanofthebronzeage.com. Charlie's Geek Cast is an I Don't Have a Fake Company Name production. All images and music used are copyright their respective copyright holders. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode... Ah, shit. Hold really? on. <laughs> yeah, it's episode shit of... <laughs> okay. Um... Form of... Yeah, shut anyway, up.
<laughs> okay, five. Okay. Hopefully, to lighten the mood, um, let's say you're showing up for Prime, and Frank Welker has not shown up in the studio, and you're going to have to stand in for Frank. <laughs> Do your best Megatron impression.